Hey, welcome to Ten Cent Beer Life. I'm your host Kyle Honors here with my uh, co-host Brian Kenny. What's up, dude? Not too much, buddy. Not too much. I was uh, I was right about the Steelers game. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You want to get that in there? I, I love that I people have to right. immediately. Yeah, just I, I wanted to talk about something else first to kind of lighten the blow, but people are like, "Told you so, told you so," and it's like, is anybody really that surprised at what happened? Um, I was surprised at at us getting dominated that much up front. I mean, Kareem Hunt had forty yards on on thirteen carries, so less than four yards per carry. Uh, Baker just got destroyed. There was pressure in his face all day, and Again, Miles Garrett was silent. Miles Garrett fell ass backwards into one sack, but other than that, he didn't do shit that entire game. Nobody up front did shit that entire game. We we just got physically bullied into into a loss. It was terrible. It was that was so hard to watch. I, it, I thought there could be more injuries. That's it, the only. It was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. It, mm-hmm. it felt like when Alabama plays Louisiana Lafayette Tech. State University in like one of their like warm up games or whatever, and it's just like they're watching film in Pittsburgh, being like, if you didn't get a big hit on somebody, like they're dogging you in the locker room, like everybody was teeing off, and uh, yeah, it was fucking embarrassing. I, you know, blame can go everywhere, everywhere. I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, that's if that's the reality of it is, we're not the Pittsburgh Steelers yet. We're not ready to compete with them. I don't know. They look fucking fantastic you know i mean i just i don't want to sit here and stroke them but god damn they're going to be tough for anybody to beat this year yeah they're they're, they're very physical not uh, many teams are playing lights out defense this year we had talked about it in previous episodes like the offensive explosion of, of the 2020 nfl season has been crazy it's been historic but well, I, how many teams besides a little bit of baltimore and them who, who we got each face twice are playing lights out physical defense. Nobody, nobody else. Colts just got, got it taken to them by us and the Bengals. And they were supposed to be the other like lights out defense. So right now it's, it's just Pittsburgh and Baltimore and nobody else is really playing D. Yeah. It's just, you know, they held some people, the Indianapolis Colts said they started off good, but like just the physicality in the two games. I mean, there's just a different mind frame and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh was fired up. I mean, we did, you know, Miles Garrett played in this game and they were ready for blood. They took it out on Baker too. I mean, and that's, I think Mike Tomlin, you give him a ton of credit. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. He got those guys ready to play. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we weren't, but they just, yeah, there, there, there's and Pittsburgh no fans hate him. Huh? Pittsburgh fans. Oh, I hate, Mike I know Tomlin. they're like, we're, we, we need to get rid of Tomlin like two years ago. And I was like, are you fucking insane? They're in the, the worst, most entitled, spoiled fans. I hate the Steelers. I hate their fans. They have like that that same kind of like Dallas Cowboys kind of thing where they have a real national following of front running dickbags. Several of them that I'm friends with, pretty close friends with. But like, you know, they were really good in the '90s. They've been good consistently the entire time, and they've they've attracted a lot of front runners nationwide. And they're all the worst fucking fans. They're terrible. I was talking to one. I don't even know the guy. He's like a friend of a friend. And he was giving me this whole, like, he literally thinks like they do nothing wrong. Like everybody on their team is a fucking boy scout. And I'm, we were talking about Ben Roethlisberger and I just called him a fucking disgusting rapist. And he's like, no, none of that's true. And they just, 
they literally think that everybody walks around as a saint. Like, I'll be the first to tell you, like, I want some pieces of shit, at least on our defense. You know what I mean? We we need some bad dudes. Armani Bryant, remember him? Oh, yes. Got pop selling weed at practice. What there was, who else was there? There was, uh, what, Lev Bell and uh, who was it, Martavius Bryant? They were they were smoking weed as they were at the airport, and they just came in and they're like, "You can't get on this plane. You smell like weed." <laughs> I think they missed a flight. Well, Armani Bryant did get like actually got arrested, arrested while selling weed at practice in college. Oh shit! I did not. I remember yeah. the name. I just don't remember. He got popped guy. with Adderall when he was with the Browns, but he got <laughs> he got caught selling weed at like I'm guessing was like coach I gotta go take a shit or something because that's really the only reason you leave the field at practice. And then oh, so it wasn't like to the sell somebody afterwards when they're like, here, man, here's here's uh, here's a dime sack. Nope. Oh, he went and met somebody and yes. hand shook him. Yes. Damn. <laughs> I did not know that. And then he, he, you know, looked like a promising, I think we got a seventh round or undrafted. That was just a few years back, wasn't it? He fell uh-huh. like from Florida, right? I don't know where he started actual college. He ended up playing maybe D2 by the end. Like he, he, he got drafted out of a, a lower division school. Yeah, there was a guy we drafted. No, there was somebody, I, I'm thinking of somebody else from Florida that had surprise, surprise domestic violence charges hanging over their head. And they dropped real far. It was oh, that was the defensive tackle. That was Caleb Brantley. Yes, yes, he was, that was Caleb real Brantley. Good, and then yeah. he like punched some girl at a bar in Florida, and then I think they he got like acquitted. But yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon punched that girl at Oklahoma too. That was fucking. Lovely. Yeah, he should. I mean, the video footage been. is there, and he he hit her like he was trying to hurt a man. I mean, it was like a full oh, yeah. blown. It was, it was a- yeah, but you know, I I'm not going to sit here and condone it, but the, the NFL doesn't give a shit what you do. But just to act like your team is just a bunch of Boy Scouts, fuck the Steelers, fuck the Steelers, fuck the NFL. Dude, I I heard rumors about Ben Roethlisberger before he even made it to the NFL. I had friends that went to Miami at the same time, and it was, he was a sleaze bag then. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was a prereq to get into Miami, though. You know, <laughs> that and having a bunch of money. Yeah, I, I went cool. down there one time, one time, and I was like, all the buildings look the same. I don't fit in. I'm never coming back. I, I've, I've never been to Miami. I've never been to OU. I've never been to Miami. I think the only Mac school I've ever actually like hung out at was BG. I used to go there a bunch. Oh, nice. That's up. That's up near Lima. I had a great BG STDU is what they always called it. I, I, I came out free but i also didn't have any sex there because i was way too wasted to even talk to people yeah that's i mean that's pretty much all of my college i'm too drunk i'm smoking cigarettes so you know it's it's disgusting there was a one of my buddies at miami this is my favorite miami story i've ever heard bone thugs was there for a concert and they called him outside and they're like hey man can you, bone thugs asked my buddy like can you get us some weed We'll call you later after the concert to get some weed. And he's like, all right, yeah, we're going to smoke a bone thug. Hell yeah, dude. And they're like sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they're like, it's like three in the morning and they fell asleep. And he fucking had a missed call from like fucking busy bone. Like, hey, man, <laughs> can you come through with this bud? And they fucking missed their opportunity to get high with bone thugs. I, uh, I have a, it's not quite the same, but um, I was opening for Creed from The Office. Are you a fan of The Office? I I dabble. I dabble. I watched it. I've seen it all. 
I'm a big fan of that show. And Creed is one of my favorite characters. He's a, a fun weirdo. And he was doing like this comedy show at May Halls and me and Walter Hemmelgarn opened for him. And it was a very strange show. Like he had like an intermission between the comics and him. And then he wasn't what everybody expected. He more just kind of an- anecdotes and then 60 songs on an acoustic guitar. But it was on 420. And I had somebody who was who enjoyed my work, brought me a joint. And then afterwards, I was like, I'm going to go with Walter. I was like, yeah, we should go smoke this with, with Creed. And so I go and I like hold it out. And I was like, hey, you know, it, it is the holidays. And, and I have this joint. Want to smoke with us out back? And Creed just looks at me. He goes, can I just have it? <laughs> <laughs> you you, you want to take it? He's like, yeah, I just want to have it and and smoke it later. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. You know what they say? Never Handed it right yours. over. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it to him. Yeah. Like it's nice. Fucking Creed, man. I'm going to give him the joint if he wants it. It was a very weird request, but like, yeah, okay. It's Creed. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have loved if he would have just like pulled out like a spoon and just did a bump and like shut up pussy and walked away <laughs> so anyways now we we went off side yeah, like, we got derailed this whatever is not the structure that people have been clamoring for well we uh we don't want to talk about it i mean at the end of the day i mean we're still a four and two football team uh you know we're not elite obviously but we're middle of the road i mean and that's something considering what three years ago we won one game the year before that we won no games i mean we were at four and one and everybody was as excited as as browns fans have been since fucking brian hoyer was starting that one year and one horrible game and people like baker's not the guy we got baker's not the guy we got to move on and it's like okay i mean maybe not but you know right now you can't tell Right now is too early to say that Baker Mayfield is not the right guy. Have you seen the kind of viral uh, image of of Baker stats versus Brett Favre and and um, Drew Brees' stats up to this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been sending it to everybody. Just like shut up. Yeah. I let, let's. He's gone through all these different coaches, and, and you had brought it up to me. His wife making that, having that tweet. Um, I had it up, but like. I mean, yeah, he's had several different coaches at this point. Uh, he walked into a team that was one in thirty-one. Um, he's four head coaches in three years. It, it's been a dumpster fire. It's been he's he's been absolutely let down by everybody. And yeah, Baker might be a system quarterback. Baker Baker might not be what we thought he was coming out of college, but Baker still could be the guy. You just gotta play to his strengths. Yeah, it's uh. It's disheartening because people are like, well, he's not the guy. Let's get it. Let's get him out of here. And I'm like, you know, we've been trying to find that guy f- since 1999, and it's not as easy as you think. And Cleveland's a meat grinder because of that. The people, they immediately off at their head. Like, you know what the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens have that the Browns and the Bengals don't? It's continuity. They they get guys in, they stick with mm-hmm. them, and it's you know they give them some time. The Bengals tried it with Marvin Lewis, and look what happened. He wasn't the greatest coach, but they made the playoffs. Like for a while there and their shitty fans were still getting TV blackouts because they wouldn't go regardless. And they had a good team. <laughs> Fuck Bengals fans too. They suck. Fuck, yeah. Fucking Kentucky assholes. <laughs> um, so I just think, I think it's just, we need to keep a GM, a coach and maybe a quarterback for more than, I don't know, 16 games. I, w- I would love to see Baker at least no matter what, 
We need to keep Baker Mayfield in there until he wins more games than Ben Roethlisberger has at First Energy Stadium. That's one of the most embarrassing statistics in the history of sports is that I'm pretty sure it's still held by Ben, but the most wins by any quarterback at First Energy Stadium, I think, is Ben Roethlisberger still. I I think Baker broke that or tied it this year. He, that, I, I think that that is as low as a fucking that, that's worse than zero sixteen to me. Yeah, it's they. He owns us. He owns us, and that's yeah. Let's let's get him out. He, Baker Mayfield is the most successful quarterback in franchise history as the this expansion franchise. I know we went back and took the old record books and the name, but for what it is, if we were the Carolina Panthers, Baker Mayfield would be the most. You know, ex- he tied him. Yeah. He did tie him okay. He tied him on October 12th. What game was that? I don't know. Let's see. It it just happened because they said that. I was like, oh, that's so cringeworthy. People were celebrating it. And I was like, I get celebrating it, but Jesus. Yep. What the fuck are those dates? All right. So the 12th, Sunday, October 11th. So the Colts. Good win, but it was a good win. Yeah. So what do we got? We got the Bengals and then the Raiders. We have, uh, yeah, Bengals and Raiders and the Raiders. I'm a little bit nervous about. And like, these are the two biggest games. I didn't think that the Steelers game was nearly as big of a fucking benchmark. I mean, it would have been huge, but it was just unrealistic. But knocking out these next two games, that is realistic. And you could go up to six and two, which is insane. Yeah, you tied last year's win total. Yes. So, I mean, if we... And I talked about it last time. I The Raiders, over the years, have been a team that have been bottom feeders that we have mostly blown games to. The Raiders have our number for some reason. So, get, getting over that hurdle of beating teams of that caliber, I think, would be a, a, a much larger benchmark than whether or not you can beat the Steelers. Now, moving forward throughout the season, you have to beat either Baltimore or Pittsburgh this year and you have to sweep the Bengals. And then I think we're right on course to where we need to be. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is you got to win your, your, the games you're supposed to win. And right now I wouldn't have bet the Browns to beat the Steelers. I wouldn't have bet them to beat the Ravens in the home opener. So right now we're winning all the games we should have, and we probably should have lost to Dallas. I never would have picked them to beat Dallas. Yeah. So right now we're, we're up. I mean, we're up on money, I guess. So we keep doing that. We'll be we'll be quite all right. We'll get these guys a playoff game this year. And that's that's huge. You create your veterans. You create veterans. And we need we need Wyatt Teller back as well. I, I think he brings a real physical presence as the kind of player he is. And I think it was missing. But also the Steelers just beat the fuck out of us with with games and stunts up front. It wasn't even like, you know, they certainly blitzed and they got us a couple times uh with D B blitzes, but a lot of it was just TJ Watt and Cam uh, Hayward. Hayward, I Casey Hayward. I always get those two confused. But um, yeah, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and then uh, Tyson Alualu, who I remember getting drafted in like the top ten by the Jaguars a few years ago. All of a sudden, this guy's having a renaissance. It's the Steelers just are able to do that. Bud Dupree, they like they have a lot of talent up front, and they just play more physical every time. There's nobody. That they don't bang with. 
they're they're another team. They're kind of like they're kind of like the Patriots in that sense. Like you come there, you fit into what they're doing, or get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't care. Look, I mean Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. I mean we keep going with their receivers that were bigger than the team, and they're like, see you later. Now they got this Claypool kid. Is that his name, dude? He looks like Chase he's Claypool. Gonna be, he's gonna be a fucking stud. God damn it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It sucks. That's but, why the wide receivers, they are always able to find wide receivers and, and they just, they're deep every fucking time, every year. Like, I mean, I think the only wide receiver I remember them missing on is Lima Swede out of Texas. I can't think of any other like higher draft pick, Deontay Johnson and, and Chase Claypool. And then, you know, back in the day, Antonio Brown, Heinz Ward, none of those guys were, were that high of picks. I mean, Chase Claypool was second rounder. But that's it. And then they just find the the diamonds in the rough. They're fucking, they're incredible as an organization. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that they have to be in Pittsburgh. So whatever, it, it doesn't matter. We got to fucking match them. So it, it wasn't going to happen this year, five, six games in. Maybe at the end of the year, we played in the last game of the year. Hopefully we can improve and be a good football team. And hey, maybe knock them off to make the playoffs. That would be fucking sweet. That'd be sweet, but I can definitely see it as to where they've already clinched a high spot and they're not playing starters and they beat us because <laughs> they always yeah, do that too. They're going to have to play some guys and then maybe we can hurt some guys and then we play them in the playoffs and don't blow it like we did the last time we were in the playoffs. I like that storyline the best. Let's hurt some people. <laughs> Let's hurt some people. I'm glad we're both on board with that. Yeah, blood. So uh, <laughs> it's a transition before I start talking about shooting Pittsburgh players again. Um what do, what do you think? Okay, so now the rumbling is, Jesus Christ, if you turn on any media, like Baker's getting slaughtered, like there's calls for Matt Ryan or like Fitzpatrick, like let's trade for these guys. I've heard that a ton. There's no way Matt Ryan is going to be available. They're they're saying he's on the block. I don't believe it. Um, I and, and if they if anybody was to trade, it would be like a Carson Palmer kind of haul where you got to trade it two first rounders, and I would absolutely not do that for fucking no. Matt Ryan. Um, and take his contract, and what is he, 37, 38? I mean, he's old. Mm-hmm. He's older than me. He's up there. Yeah, I, I, I've heard people, I can't believe anybody would even think about trading for him midseason. It doesn't work. It doesn't happen in the NFL. It's not fantasy football. You can't get a quarterback and just be like, here you go. I mean, you got to go through a little bit. I mean, Matt Ryan probably could do okay, but he's not going to come out and be any better than Chase Keenum probably. Also, those guys don't fit into this offense. You'd be changing up offensive philosophies altogether. Like, I I would be more in favor of like an Alex Smith type of game manager, which Case Keenum kind of is. Like I'm okay with not going to get another quarterback this year or even next year. Really, I the Ke- the Keenum and, and Baker Mayfield combo is fine. Fix the fucking defense. Well, look at look at Kansas City. That's that's my whole argument too. They 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 had a guy that could win some football games. They filled some gaps and then they go, oh, we've been eye fucking this guy for years. Let's go get him. They got him. Win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, that's exactly what they did, and uh, it worked. And they were a really good team before Patrick Mahomes. And he walked in, and it made his life easy. He didn't inherit a 1-31 in football team. I still think Baker needs – Baker has the yips. I just – it's just he, – he's 
he's terrified back there. There's something in like his fucking subconscious or something like that that's stopping him from being successful. But he he can put the ball on a dime. Like he has that ability, and he showed it for so long. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I don't think getting rid of Baker is the answer. And luckily, we are a team based in analytics, and they're not going to do anything stupid and trade for Matt Ryan. Like magic. I think, Jesus Christ. I mean, I like that dude a lot. I love him. I, I think he's great to watch, but I mean, it's just not realistic. He's not throw a giant wrench in everything you've been working for good, though. Like, he's not, you know, we've been building a team around Baker. We have a new coach with an offensive mindset and an offensive scheme that suits Baker Mayfield, like all the play action passing and the running. That's what the kind of system that Baker can thrive in. It just needs time. Last year, there's a little bit better of an argument. You're running a Todd Munkin offense. You want to go downfield. Fitzmagic has uh, experience in that. I would have understood bringing him in last year. Matt Ryan, downfield attacking kind of quarterback. That's not the offense that Stefanski runs. So, Baker Mayfield's the guy. Him and Case Keenum are the guys that are, are best suited for what we have right now. Well, the Matt Ryan thing is they were saying Stefanski worked with uh, Shanahan and Shanahan and Matt Ryan in Atlanta, and that was the whole, he'll just be able to pick up the playbook and play, and it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, it's no need to blow it up right now. We're going to stick with it, and hopefully we draft in the 20s this year. Because we have a good record and we are on the cusp of making the playoffs, or we make the playoffs. I mean, that's that's the goal. Still, we're still four and two. We're still a good football team. We still know how to win a football game. So it's unless they shit the bed against Cincinnati, then I'm going to be like, "Fuck these guys! I hate them." Hey, Joe Burrow's looked good. Joe Burrow's looked real good early. Yeah. So yeah, I we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. If we're going to do anything, you know, because there's you know, Darnold is pretty much done it seems and it's you know haskins is done like maybe maybe you kick the tires on that and see what they want for a young guy maybe to light that fire under baker i don't even know if you would do that this year but stefanski's automatic you know he's going to be the one that makes that decision and uh him you know, he's starting him this year he pedestal together it seems like that unified front I just, I, Browns fans always talk like we're the best fans and the worst fans all at the same time. Like everybody stop calling into sports talk radio shows and stop calling for Baker's head because Jimmy Haslam listens. He is a terrible owner and Jimmy Haslam is the reason that Brian Hoyer got yanked and that uh, Johnny Manziel went out there and Johnny Manziel was on the team in the first place because of, of Jimmy Haslam. And I really, I truly believe that what the fans get fired up about Jimmy Haslam is listening and it, it, it kind of sits in the back of his head and it affects his decision-making. I have nothing to base this off of other than, you know, what I've seen and making assumptions, but that's fuck it. It's a podcast. You didn't pay anything for this. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think people just, the talking heads too on the radio, they, I mean, they got to fill time. So what else are they going to do is quarterback controversy. And then you got fucking assholes like Stephen A. Smith who made a giant career out of bad hot takes. And uh, he was on TV yelling that Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, Landry sorry, need to demand a trade. Fuck I mean, him. You, okay, good, good. Because you brought this up and I was like, man, if Brian comes on and defends Stephen A. Smith, like, <laughs> fuck that. No. No. Yeah, like, I... I 
I could see how, again, with the offensive system that Odell would consider wanting out. But like if he he's already got the diva tag and he's not even doing that much here. Like he's not even doing that much production wise. and He's not doing that much as far as like like everybody made such a big deal of him trying to like yell at people on the sidelines. It didn't look like it was anything more than like a, you know, trying to get people fired up. But everybody wanted to make more of a story out of it. And if he cries for a fucking trade out of here, nobody's going to going to like that guy he's going to be terrell owens he's going to be blacklisted with some years left when he's not at his peak but still playing well and and he'll be sitting there trying to get a contract somewhere yeah i don't there's probably 20 receivers in the nfl that i probably personally think are better than odell but i mean he's got this stigma of being like this top five receiver and he hasn't been for a while and i don't think he's as bad in the locker room like you said before you don't hear anything about him if he's fired up like he's a competitor i mean so if he wants to walk that's fine with me like i don't think you know we maybe we get a haul for him but i don't know what we'll even get for him i mean i i don't think he's what he was he played in new york with a hall of fame quarterback he went to the playoffs one time i mean he made that amazing catch you and think he put up Eli's a bunch of just, uh eli's for for certain uh, a hall of famer in your he, eyes what two two super bowl wins Championships are an overrated benchmark for. Greens. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I would bet that Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback one day. I don't know if he's first ballot. I mean, I don't know. Def- maybe. Like, I, I don't think that it's a surefire thing. He, he certainly shouldn't be first ballot by any means. But th- th- those those were very good, complete teams. Like those defensive sure. fronts for the Giants were were so goddamn good. I mean, I think I think if he doesn't make it, I mean, he's in the discussion. He's gonna he's gonna get his name brought up. I mean, he played in the league a long time. He won two Super Bowls. Like his numbers were really good for a lot of years. His numbers were okay. Do you know who's got much better numbers? His it's brother, Phillip I don't know. Rivers. Well, yeah, his brother, of course. But Philip Rivers, and he has zero rings. Would you put Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame over Eli Manning? Probably not because he didn't win. And I, I get the situation thing. That's so that's I mean, like who would you rather have in there? Half of the game, half of the game for for football, half of the game, the quarterback is not on the field. Yeah, but they, they get the most credit when a team wins. They do and they shouldn't. And if I you agree, know, Trent, I Trent agree. Has got a ring. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there that, that were fair and and have Super Bowl rings like an Eli Manning. Eli had a, a couple of amazing postseason runs where like he actually did win those games, but for the rest of his career, he he was terrible. Like he was he occasionally flashed being pretty good, but he had some dark periods in his career. Five yeah, interception mean, late, games and shit. Late later, I mean, as he got older, I mean, he wasn't. Philip Rivers is still f- fairly productive even in Indianapolis, but you looking up the numbers, you get the numbers. numbers up. I'm bringing numbers up. All right. They're so going to look at Eli- the rings. They're going to look at him as young in his career. Eli Manning for touchdowns, 366. I mean, I've thrown zero he- touchdowns. So <laughs> it's very impressive to me. His yards per game for his career was 241 was the average. I mean, I'm not going to deny that he was a noodle arm this last three, four years of his career, but. Let's see. 244 picks to 366 touchdowns. 
Now let's bring up Philip River stats. This is making for well. I mean, do you base the Hall of Fame strictly on? I, I guess I need to fill time while you're googling. Do you base yeah. it on strictly statistics, or I mean, I, I mean, think titles are very important. I, I, unless you have just like Dan Marino numbers. I mean, championships are what you play for. So but as far as as Dan Marino numbers, I, I I'll look up Dan Marino next. But Philip Rivers, well, different eras. I mean, we can't compare Philip Rivers and be like he had better numbers than Dan Marino because Dan Marino would have shredded. So they the they came in together. What Eli Dan Marino and, and Eli? Oh no, I know what you e- meant. Eli and, and Philip Rivers came in together. So for um, touchdown to interception, Philip Rivers was four hundred and four touchdowns to uh, Eli Manning's. I just said it, 366. And then for interceptions, it is 204 for Phillip Rivers to 244 for... Um, so about an 80, 80 swing. And then as so far as yards per game, 260 to 240. I mean, considering who did... Well, Philip Rivers had LT for a while, and I mean, the Giants had Tiki Barber. They relied on him a bunch. They threw it out of the backfield to both those guys. So, but I, I think just, later in his career, I mean, they they had the ball scooting around a little more in San Diego, and it was only twenty more yards. I'm not saying Philip Rivers sucks, but I I know what they're going to look at, and they're going to go, "This guy won two Super Bowls. He was fairly decent in his career." And he's a Manning. They're royalty. They're football royalty. That is I, true. I, I think that he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback. If not, he was very good. And they, you know, he he was a winner. And Odell went to one playoff in New York, which says something about Eli, too. But uh, Yeah. Odell got a lot of style that. points. Odell's Odell's almost yes. like a Kyrie Irving. Yes, he made that catch. Kids liked him. He dyed his fucking hair. And, you know, he put up some numbers, but really. He didn't help his team win. They went to one playoff where he was silent in that playoff game. I think he, he had like four receptions for like 30 yards on like 11 attempts. Just because I've had this argument with people before, I just remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he makes or breaks your team. I mean, he's definitely a good asset to have, but Odell's never won shit. <sighs> yeah, but he's got, he has had rough quarterback play. He also he he doesn't do himself any favors. All the extra shit uh, with I mean he turned a lot of people off with the watch and the visor and all that shit last year, which I can give two fucks about. Yeah, whatever you want to do on the field, I don't care how flamboyant you are. Make plays, you know. And this year, I I haven't hated him, but I don't think he's a top five NFL receiver. Still, people still want to treat him like such. Well, I mean. I'm sorry, I'm with you there. Who would you rather oh, have right now? Right now, would you? Where would you rank him in the AFC North? In the AFC North, he's probably up there. He's probably top five in the AFC North, maybe for I'm receiver or offensive weapon in general. For receiver? well, I guess offensive weapon would probably be fair because you got tight ends. Like I, he might be the best receiver in the AFC North. He yeah, might be number one. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Ooh. Tyler Boyd is good, but he's not Odell. I mean, Tyler Boyd gets, it plays more in the slot and gets higher volume in a higher volume passing game 
but I wouldn't say that Tyler Boyd is a, a better talent than Odell. Uh, definitely not AJ Green. That that time is way gone. Yeah. Uh, like the but Pittsburgh doesn't really have anybody that I could certainly call a star at this point. Now that Juju has just disappeared. Mediocre. Yeah. Um, I'd say that Odell or Jarvis are the two best. I those yeah. are like one and two in in the AFC North. Uh, as far as offensive weapons go, the the running backs and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's number one. I don't know. I uh, I almost Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews. Two. Mark Andrews. I mean, he's a touchdown machine. He's not Nick Odell Mark- though. He's he's, huh? he's a good. He's not Odell though. He's he's a good target. What's um, Odell going to get you though? Five for sixty-seven and maybe a touch. He's had a couple games this year, and then the other games he's not existing. And it's not always his fault, but. Andrews has a couple games where he he did just about nothing. Yeah, I know. I I'm well aware of that, but he's what he led the league in touchdowns last year, I believe. Yeah, but when you're just a when you're mostly a red red zone threat like he is, I I'm more prone to go for God damn it. One of the extra pages I have up keeps wanting to play a Kevin Stefanski interview. Um <laughs> Yeah, as far as offensive weapons go, I, I go Nick Chubb at number two. I love the Chubb man. So you're taking Chubb after Odell Beckham? No, no. As far as like offensive weapons in the AFC North, Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb number two, mm-hmm. fair. And then what? Where, where do you go after that? Odell. As far as you're not going Joe weapons, Burrows, you're not going Baker, Ben Roethlisberger. Not- I mean, do you call him a weapon? I don't necessarily. He's not making plays with his feet. I think that's no. kind of what we're. Uh, maybe James Con- or even Kareem number three. Interesting. I, I'm not. Kareem, I'm not then James Conner, and then Odell, then Jarvis. So we're I, that stacked. Four, yes, we are that stacked with offensive talent. But yet, yet Pittsburgh and. Baltimore just shoved it down our throats on offense. Mm-hmm. Is that just the quarterback play? Is that what it is? Is it? I think really it's the offensive line Baker? play. Yeah, I think, I think the offensive line got absolutely dominated <laughs> up front. We got our fucking asses beat, and I think that the game plan versus the Ravens was all wrong. I think uh, we went into desperation mode way too quick in a first year head coach's first game. We abandoned who we we're supposed to be and stop running. We were in, in that game versus the Ravens. They averaged over six yards per carry with both Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt. They just, they went into catch up mode way too fast. Yeah, That's I agree. Opinion. They were just chucking the ball and then Baker's not confident. Yeah. We were running the ball now and all, it, you're right. I, I can't disagree with any of that. And it sucks. Cause I wish I could be like, fuck you, Brian, you're wrong, but you're right. It's <laughs> when the, we, we live and die by the offensive line this year. And, Mm-hmm. That and they've, they've really shined at times and then other times they've gotten their fucking asses beat they got their asses handed to them and i don't know you know it's not i, I didn't rewatch it or, or break anything down but with, with the kind of stunts and blitzes and and the way that pittsburgh designs everything to confuse an offensive line and find those guys that are aren't doing their assignment properly and exploit those gaps it looked like a lot of the twists were given the Browns, uh, the fits like they, the offensive line just couldn't pick up on on the stunts that they were running in the games they were playing up front, and so they both out physical them and outplayed them mentally, and it was just an overall slaughter. And then their offensive line kicked the shit out of our offensive line. It's not like their receiving game and their passing game was anything crazy. They just 
they grinded us down. They fucked us up. Yeah. Yeah. Just James Conner, just wide lanes. Yeah. It was all in the Roethlisberger threw for 162 yards. That's it. James, James Conner, 20 carries, 101 yards and a touchdown. They just, they grinded us away. And then the pick six. Yeah. They beat the shit out of us on defense. That's yep. Anywho, uh, moving on. So we talked about this. And we're like, what, what, what do you want to go to? So we're going to say we looked at everybody's contracts and said, who's going to be a free agent soon? And we got the draft coming up where we took Ward, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, and we got a couple other guys that have contracts coming up. The offensive line is going to be around for a while, which is nice. Um, but let's start. Uh, Larry Obanjobi, he'll be a free agent in about a year. What do you think? What do you think? Do we do we retain him? Do we let him walk? Do we just make sure the offer's right? What do you? Naturally, it depends on how much he asks for. But I'd imagine he'd ask for a lot, but I wouldn't pay him a lot. So if need be, let let Larry Ogunjobi walk. Um, he's flashed, but he's he's in no way a consistent contributor. Um, up until this year, we've gotten destroyed by the run games, and a lot of that is the interior offensive line. Let him walk. I don't know. I I you know it's going to come down to the money, but I think he might be a victim of. Hey, COVID happened, and he's going to probably. We've had guys in the past have decent years, and then they go look for big time money, and it's not necessarily there. So it might be a thing where he's going to go shop. It's not going to be there. And maybe we get him at, you know, a decent price. And I don't know him personally. He might, he might take the discount because he's like, yeah, we're, we're actually a good team. But, I don't ever expect well, an athlete many, to do that yeah, either. Not many do that. No, but it, it, it does happen. I don't know if the money will be there. Who was that a few years ago that uh, offensive lineman went out? Was it Mitchell Schwartz for like a year or the who was it? Fucking center. They ended up with the Falcons. Um, Alex Mack. Yeah, he went and tried to do that one year. He tried to go out. And he get got paid money. though, and he so did the second and he year. Played he went in out Super and shopped Bowl. it. He went out and shopped the first year and couldn't get. Oh, the when we had the when back. we had the transition tag on him or whatever that's called, and he, mm-hmm. uh, he, I think the Jaguars offered him and we matched it. Yeah, so I mean, it may be something along those lines where he goes out and looks for something, doesn't get it, and comes back here. But I think you can fill that gap pretty, pretty quick. I think you can. Um, he doesn't really scare me losing him. You know who I wish we would have kept is is Joe Schobert. Yeah, everybody liked him, and he was helping his teams invest money. Like he was a good guy, or no? He, was that that was Carl Nassib that was helping? Yeah, that was Nassib. Who was another was pretty trash. decent player? Mm. Nah, you didn't, you don't think he was good? I thought he was all right. Mm. No, like he was never anything special. He was fine if you want to keep him as a backup, whatever. Um, he well, he was very hyper productive at Penn State, but I, he didn't do much in the league, and still hasn't really done much in the league. I Joe Schobert though, like Joe Schobert was a, a ball hawk. He, he might not have been making plays in the backfield like you'd like, but he was uh, everything I wanted in a middle linebacker in today's NFL. Yeah, we don't have we don't have any. I mean, Mac Wilson may pan out. You got a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, who want every every franchise I've ever played in Madden uh, for the past couple or past year? Yeah, just. I guess last year and this year's Madden's Mac Wilson turns out to be like a multi defensive player of the year. Like if I, if, if you sim through a couple years, Madden thinks that Mac Wilson is going to be a, the a dominant game changing defensive weapon. Uh, fantastic news. I don't base anything on Madden whatsoever. <laughs> we put Peyton Hillis on the cover of Madden. Um, mm-hmm. So 
No, I don't. I don't know. I think he could be good. Just is he going to be a guy that's healthy? I mean, who was the Iowa linebacker? God, I I am fucking Christian Kirksey. Yeah, I I thought he was all right, but it was time to move on from him. I think you can upgrade there. Yeah, and so sometimes like a guy can be okay, but it's just time to move on when the money comes. You know. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. And then also one, you know, our run defense has been in the bottom third at best of the NFL pretty much since 1999. Like there's been quick flashes that I think the second year with Greg Williams, our, uh, our defense was, was decent at stopping the run, but we've never consistently stopped the run. And if your linebackers and your defensive tackles, you could say you like them all you want. They just look good on paper. If they're not stopping the run, then we have a problem and we've gotten gashed by tight ends and the run for 20 years now. No oh God, the tight end stuff. It blows my mind. Defensive coordinators, new players. It doesn't matter, dude. Tight mm-hmm. end just eat us. Uh, another guy who gets eaten a lot, Carl Joseph. I don't see any reason. I don't even notice him. I, I only no, notice Sandejo no. being terrible in the secondary and Denzel Ward being overrated. Those are my. I have nothing on Carl Joseph. Well, let's <laughs> I go. No yeah, I, his name was there. I said, let me bring him up. I think Pro Football Focus had him as like the like 200th secondary player on the list. Like he was just way down the list. I was like, did they leave him off? Does he, you know, does he even still play here when I was looking it up? Yeah, I think you just let him walk. Um, all right, your boy Denzel Ward. What are, what are you doing with Denzel Ward? I wouldn't pick up his fifth year option. No, you just let him let him go. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what what kind of money is he going to demand. Give him another year. Give him give him one more year to see what kind of money he demands. But don't pick up the fifth year option. I wouldn't on him because he has he he had one good year, and other than that, he's either been hurt or he's been yeah. I mean that's it. it's the injury bug. I mean that's that's what it is, and but, you know when he's playing, maybe the injury bug is 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 well, bothering you said, him. You said but last week, like T. Y. Hilton has done shit. T. Y. Hilton had two more catches, and they were coming from behind. Like T. Y. Hilton didn't have like an amazing. What was he had six for sixty nine that game? They, but they were he had been absolutely silent the entire year, and then in the final drive. For them, like when we needed stops, he was picking up first downs. Well, I'll I'll say this, and you've said this about uh, Miles Garrett, and I I think it's it's a very good point that you know you can look at numbers and watch guys play all game, but they're not playmakers. So we need guys that are going to make plays in crunch times, and that's that's where he lacks. He can be good in the second quarter and you know break up a couple passes. I think they showed a stat, and he's like six in the league in pass deflections. But when it comes down to crunch time, yeah, it's like these guys get picked on. So how good are they really? Miles Gary disappears at the end of the game sometimes. Is he is he a big time playmaker? From full games at times. Yeah. Now yeah, he is a big time playmaker. He actually forces fumbles and he gets the sack, but it's everything in between. It's like the it's like, yeah, you make big plays, but you consistent production is what we need out of Miles Garrett. We need for him to actually affect the entirety of the game, not just, you know, a sack when we need it. Yeah, that's great. And I'm not, I've never said that Miles Garrett isn't good. It's just if the defensive player of the year talk wasn't happening for a couple of years now, I would, I probably wouldn't be saying that much about Miles Garrett. Fair. I mean, didn't Ward, what was it? Was it the Dallas game or was it the Indianapolis game? Didn't he have a pick to end the game? He had a pretty big pick in the, the Dallas game. So, I mean, that's, that's my point. Like, he's not, he's not number four overall draft pick corner, but I don't think. 
you know, if he's having a middle of the run career here and the money isn't bad, I think, I think you, you, you talk about it and then see where you're at and maybe go get a number one and don't put I'd imagine the money. I'd imagine the money would be high. And for a fifth year option, I think it is a, a pretty penny that, that goes to those guys. I think getting your fifth year picked up as a, a first round draft pick ends up paying you pretty well. Yeah, probably top five too. He probably gets a bonus for being so high, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think he's he's got to he's got to earn it. I don't think you pick up the fifth option, but after the fourth year, what is he unrestricted? Then is that how it goes? After the fourth year, if you don't pick up the fifth year option, then I think he might be restricted. He's restricted, so you see where he's at. And I I would like to bring him back. I'm also a homer, but you know if he's not crazy productive you you got greedy williams and then maybe you're drafting guys i mean we're going to need to even knows of greedy williams i yeah. would love to see him actually play football i have no idea what kind of talent he is yeah yeah no clue. him and grant delpit like could you imagine oh, like those, those are three nasty super talented highly productive college players with ward greedy williams and grant delpit and we we haven't really gotten any of that we have a guy no, like it sucks it should have been so much fun this defense should have been so much fun and here we are here we are <laughs> they, they create turnovers i mean against bad teams i mean it's it could be worse so i've seen worse defenses but it's not you know it'd be nice to be healthy i guess um speaking of health your boy nick chubb what are you doing with nick chubb pay nick chubb I feel that way. I feel that way with my whole heart. I I think that um, committing to to improving the defense and the lines and running the ball is is the best way that the Cleveland Browns are going to succeed in the NFL. So, I mean, do you give him a blank check? I mean, are you making him the highest paid running back? Because Zeke took crazy money. So did uh, Le'Veon Bell, and it's like, what have they done? You know, I mean, what have they won, or are they worth it? I don't think you pay. A running back that much money now derrick henry i think he got like four years 54 million i think i saw and like he had a really productive year i'm okay with that money but zeke got like six and 90 with like 50 guaranteed his number i mean he, that, that's yeah. stupid money yeah um, I, I do pay nick chubb that if nick chubb comes in and says i want to be i want i want the same contract as zeke where you say goodbye. Thir- thir- 13 14 million dollars is is what i think up to even 15 like what jarvis and odell are making right now i would pay that to nick chubb i have no problem with that but i i don't know if i'd go for five years with it i think that that's where you cut it off but also with football i mean yeah you, you front load contracts but hardly you know not that much is guaranteed so i'm, I'm okay with paying him a fat contract and then within the next couple of years taking a look at things but I mean, he's banged up this year. He missed a whole year of college, too. He did. Um, it's only a sprain this year, so I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying this. this not like, it, but I mean, it's it's concerning if you're gonna if you're gonna invest in that guy and he missed a whole season and he's missing a good chunk of this one. I just, for me, running backs. I mean, you can find guys. You can find guys if you have a great line. I mean, Nick Chubb is an exceptional talent, but depending on what the price tag is, you might say, "See you later." We got we got Kareem Hunt here. We got this offensive line that we're confident in. Let's go draft another SEC running back in the second. I round. just I wish they wouldn't have paid Kareem that way. I would much rather have Nick Chubb moving forward than Kareem Hunt. 
I thought I thought what 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 is Cream Hunt? I can probably talk for a minute if you want to look it up. I can, what is his contract? What did he get? I he thought got it was fairly another deep. two years, and I want to say eight million a year. See, I think that's very reasonable for a guy of his. He probably probably would have got ten or twelve if he didn't beat that girl up at the nine. Two years, thirteen point two five mil. So yeah, it, he would have been making a lot more if he didn't. And yeah, I watched you got video him, him at the deal. nine. It was, that's a no brainer. What's that? I watched that film of him at the nine. Like I certainly don't condone his actions, but it wasn't like a Ray Rice, Joe Mixon no, crime against humanity. He didn't even tag. He shoved her, which was way, way, way out of line and not okay. And then everybody's like, oh, then he fucking kicked her. And it's like, "Mm." I don't know if he brutalized and kicked her. He gave her a foot shove. He gave like me at at 10 years old. If any of my buddies stopped to tie their shoe, I'd give him a foot shove over. He did more or less one of those. (laughs) Yeah, it's not okay. It's not okay. More of a disrespect kick. Yes. It wasn't like a stomp like people would have had you think Albert Hainsworth <laughs> who that man <laughs> that's a bad that was some savage shit him remember how much money he got to go to the Redskins and did nothing he couldn't pass any of his run tests he was just a fat mess hey dude that's what I would do I would I would be productive for like three years if I got in the NFL get that contract and then easy street the rest of my life just you know who didn't do that and is one of my all-time favorite Cleveland Browns of like the new era is Sean Rogers. Yeah, he came in here and he, he was pretty good, dude. Big fat dude. Not just pretty good. Sean Rogers balled out in 2008. We were coming off that 10 and 6 season and we we all we needed was defensive tackle. So we signed him and Corey Williams coming off seven sack seasons each. And then he comes in and plays 3-4 nose. He had like over 5 sacks and over 64 tackles as a 3-4 nose. Which like Vince Wilfork was making Pro Bowls with like thirty five tackles and a half a sack. It's like he, if you anchor a three four defense as a nose, you're not supposed to put up numbers like that. But he did, and he blocked like four field goals that year. I remember. I just remember him being just so fat and fun. He was fat and fun, and he brought Dude, a gun to Flint, Michigan airport. Detroit. What's that? Yeah, and he brought a gun to the Flint, Michigan airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you have to? Yeah, Flint, Michigan. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he go after this? Because I remember he left and we were kind of like, oh, he was only here for what, two, three years? Yeah, he wasn't here long. And I think he went to the Saints. He started He started in Detroit. That's where who drafted him out of Texas. Right. All right, last guy on the list. Obviously, it's Baker Mayfield. What are you doing? We, I think we kind of alluded. You pick up the fifth year on Baker Mayfield. I don't I We see how this year goes with the fifth year. I mean. It's I, I think that the jury's still out on Baker Mayfield. And I'd really like for, for him to figure out his mental shit and, and see him actually realize his potential because I fucking loved that guy. I was After that rookie year, I was all about him, and I want to root for him so bad. And it, it, like, it, it sucks to watch him fail this miserably when I was finally sure that we had a guy that could actually get shit done. So I'm still not willing to say that it's, it's for sure a loss, but I, I am pretty shaky on, on looking at Baker Mayfield the same way. You know, we all thought that he would just feed off of, of all the negative attention that his poor play would get. And then he'd come back even stronger. And that resilient, I'll show everybody Baker just hasn't been a thing for two years now. And it's brutal. I really think that he'll have a mediocre year and it's really, 
I think it's going to be Stefanski's choice. It's going to be because he's not their guy. You know, he's the old regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're stupid to just let him walk out the door. Because what are you going to do? Go Case Keenum for another year? Do you bring in another guy? I, I think you get him here, and then you just you find a guy that you want, and you trade up, you know, in that first round and get him. And if it's not the number one guy, find a guy that you 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 know find your Patrick Mahomes, groom him. I guess is probably not the right word. And just you know, we can win football games with Baker right now. It's just he's he's. Let's see what we got. I don't know if you sign it up today, but. If if they come out and they say we're gonna we're gonna extend Baker for a fifth year, I'm not gonna be upset, unless he just throws more interceptions and touchdowns this year, and I don't think that's gonna be the case. Unless he's just complete dog shit. But so far, he's had two bad games and four. You know, he did his job for Stefanski offense kind of games, for Kirk yeah. Cousins kind of games. Where it's- as he gets more comfortable, hopefully in the offense, it'll start opening up the playbook a little more, and he'll. Do a little more. It's the problem is is he's missing fucking receivers where like high school kids can make some of those reads. That Mika Fitzpatrick interception, no excuses for that. I mean, that was just awful, no. you know. So that he panics, that he needs targeting. the clean pocket. Yeah. It, it, and like that's that's tough. And it goes back to you know, Baker being a system quarterback. He's not gonna be the elite throw him in whatever whatever offense you want, and he'll make it happen like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers. He's just not going to be that. But he could be a better version of Kirk Cousins. He could be – I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is able to put up numbers in, a, in the Shanahan offense just because he got used to the system, and they they pound the rock, and then they move it from there. And, and we're still figuring that kind of thing out because last year's offense was very different. And he's had a lot of different coordinators, a lot of different philosophies, and we just got to give Baker time, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I would I would love for him to be the quarterback of the future, even if it's for the next two years until we figure it all out. Like personally, I like you said, I want to root for the guy too. I think it's I think getting a blowjob at Cheesecake Factory is sweet. Uh, you know, I, I respected him coming into Columbus and planting the flag on the 50 yard line. A lot of that was hilarious. didn't like it. I loved it. I said, fucking stop him. Then I, I, I love his, I love how fire he is. And he just needs to get back to that. I mean, it's like you said, he just a big confidence boost for the kid would go a long way. I think, you know, I thought him being less chubby for this year was going to do more good. Nah, man. You see what happened to Kevin love when he got skinny, dude. It's not always the best dude. In fact, Kevin love. <laughs> That Kevin Love was like a 26 and 15 guy. Oh, dude, he was a beast up there. He had to put on that layer for it was so fucking cold in Minnesota. And he lost it to be the, the sexiest man Cleveland's ever seen. Hey, he was on the top. I, I argued. Somebody told me we should have kept Wiggins. And I was like, you're out of your mind. And looking I mean, back on it, it's good. You just had to do whatever fucking made LeBron happy. Yes. I'm okay with that. Yep. Do whatever he wants. He... LeBron, having LeBron to watch, even in those years when we didn't win titles, um, w- it was worth it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, whatever. All, all the bullshit was definitely worth that That game seven being downtown and the parade. It was all worth all the bullshit. I agree. Yep. Well, that's a good note to leave it on. Let's start talking about LeBron after we've just went through this. I'm sorry. I'm not a... Uh, I was I was missing names. I felt I felt rough today, but uh, you know we got through one. Uh, it was a rough week. I had such a bad uh, bad after that game. 
uh, me and my wife didn't get into a fight, but we had a disagreement on something. And then I went to bed mm-hmm. and one of my employees called me at two 45 in the morning, woke me up and then I work sucked. And it's like, my week has just sucked ass and it could have anybody ass. call you at two 45 in the morning. It was one of my employees. I was like, they had to be working seven. And he just goes, Oh my bad, Kyle. I didn't mean to call you. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? You didn't mean to call me at <laughs> 45 in the morning. He didn't sound fucked up. So I don't know, but, uh, it woke me up, so I've just been kind of out of it all week, and it's it would have been all okay if we would have beat the Steelers this week. I wouldn't have cared, but I've just been piling on. It's raining. It's cold again. It feels like fucking miserable Cleveland. I like that. I like the the rain and the cold and the Cleveland fall. I You're enjoy fucking it. crazy, dude. <laughs> give give me. I I appreciate the patio because of the cold. I, I I respect the cold and it makes this, me love the sun so much more. But I love the patio when it's cold because then there's nobody else out there. Ah, fair. <laughs> You're crazy. It's not like I fucking go anywhere, anywhere, any anyways anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know what. How, you, it's gonna be nice tomorrow. I don't know. What are we fucking talking about? Hey, I'm Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Go Browns. Go Browns.